Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Salt Lake City, Utah. The year is 2020. Happy New Year to you, Brian. Happy New Year, Brett. Spencer. Happy New Year. The man from up north. The myth. Thank you. Great it's to a be new here. year. And an exciting year, I'm sure it's going to be. But before we talk about 2020, my friends, let's recap 2019, discuss what happened, what was supposed to happen, and then what happened. And then let's take a look at 2020, and I would love your guys' prediction for 2020. Oh, I like You love this, Brian. Predictions. Yes. Yes, sir. All right, so in 2019, I'm going to take us back in the calendar in our DeLorean time machine with the flux capacitor rolling. Let's go back to December 2019. All hell was breaking loose. The market was down 20%. We then entered the year 2019. And here were the headlines that was supposed to cause the market more angst in 2019. Four major headlines. Number one, Trump's tariff wars are going to sink the economy, sink the stock market, and cause a recession. That's the first one. The second one was surrounding earnings uh, earnings themselves for S&P 500 companies. There was supposed to be an earnings recession, which would then again cause the market to fall. The third thing was manufacturing in this country was slipping into a decline. Productivity's down. That was supposed to happen. And the fourth thing, which you could argue was the one thing that maybe did happen, was President Trump was supposed to be impeached. Then causing all sorts of market chaos to occur and the market was going to fall. Of those four things, which caused the market to fall? Pop quiz for you guys. <laughs> I would add one more. Okay, please do. Going into uh, last fall, well, a year ago last fall, um, the Fed had been on, they had raised rates several times in 2018. And there was a big fear that going into, that they would continue on that path and continue to raise rates. And then that would ob- obviously put us into recession. And so I think my memory says that interest rates was, higher rates was a big concern for this economy, that that would cause us to go into recession. That would that would be one factor that caused us to... to yep. And in that December, they came out and in, in that Fed meeting, they, they you know, paused. they discussed that and they paused. And yeah, right. yep. But, but what's most noteworthy to me about all of these things. And you could add another one if you wanted. And Spencer, you could add a couple items. Everything was pessimistic. The the market was supposed to have a subpar year, if not go down further. And the most newsworthy thing to me and the noteworthy thing was none none of that stuff happened. And instead, what did happen? We had one, you know, I've been doing this in this business for nearly 30 years or 30 years. And it's been, you know, 2019 was one of the best years 
uh, in the markets that I've seen. I mean, it was incredible. And who saw that coming into you know this year? I mean, no one. Very few people predicted that. And there are there there may be a few. There was a few. I think Spencer's got you know look at has a sheet there that in front of him that you know some people that are very optimistic going in 2019. But it was a very good year, and pessimism was rampant at the end of 2018 going into 19. And, and can I say, even through 2019, pessimism right. was there. First quarter, pessimism. Second quarter, pessimism. Third, I mean, it, it, second quarter, you had August. It's interesting when you look at it, volatility there were a couple points of volatility, but especially in the fourth quarter, that thing just almost went straight up. It was, it, it really was not a lot of volatility whatsoever. No, it, it, yep. it was, it was a bull market, if there is one. So pessimism ruled the day in 2019, but the market essentially flipped at the bird. Yeah, it went the opposite direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who? Where does this pessimism come from? For our clients out there, right, that see this pessimism every day, where does it come from? I, I think there's two interesting parts about the pessimism. You have natural bears who have been saying for the last eight years, a recession is coming. You know, that calling those things and striking fear that you need to be in gold, that you need to go... And, and eventually those guys will be right to an extent. There will be a correction at some point. But you just have a natural inclination. It, it, some, some economists or some people have that national, natural inclination. The other thing is what sells? What sells? There is a huge conflict of interest. And I'm not going to talk about fake news or anything like that. That's not what I want to talk about. But when you think of media companies today, who are they owned by? corporations that need to generate profits. So CNBC, Bloomberg, anyone else is NBC, CBS, all of those need viewers to generate profits. And what sells? Fear sells. Fear sells. Fear gets eyeballs. And so that's the narrative. And the narrative is so different than the data. The fear sells because investors are so scarred still psychologically from even that 20% dip last December, but most notably by 2008. Yeah. And so when they see a headline, they click it because they're afraid of what's happened in the past is going to happen again. And it may. Who knows? But Yeah, the decade from 2000 to 2010, we had two major corrections and... uh, there's a lot of investors that are still very, like you said, scarred from that experience. I mean, the, the decade of the 2000s was not a great, you know, not a great investment time period for a lot of people that went into 2000. And uh, it was, I think, 2012 or 13 before we kind of recovered from the, the highs of, you know, 2000. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of fear out there, still pessimism uh, and, uh, yeah, it just worries people all the time. So before we talk about 2020 and what the headlines are now, and arguably more pessimism, let's recap 2019 as far as our process goes. Because no one predicted 2019. And when we have our predictions for 2020, people are going to understand why no one can predict 2019. 
But what was our process in 2019 going into the year, maybe exiting 2018 and entering 2019? This is what I like about our process is, you know, we don't really make pred- predictions, big market predictions. We look at our each individual investment on its own merits and whether or not we think this is an investment we want to own for the next three, five, and 10 years. And we look at the value. We look at the fundamentals. We look at the, its long-term competitive stance. Those are all the things that we look at, and that determines how that determines our investment decisions. Whether we add to that position, we reduce it, we sell it, we look for another one. You know, we get really micro. You know, we micromanage our our investments on an individual basis, and we're not trying to make macro bets on the overall market because it's. I mean, look at all these smart people. Going into 2019, we're so pessimistic. They, you know, out we got to get out of the market. This is, you know, get out of this. This freight train was going down, and look what happened. These smart. I mean, these are all pretty smart people, but yet they got it 100% wrong. So what you're saying then, Brian, is the process dictates how we invest, not not really the market. Meaning. Uh, if we focus on our process and not worry and chase returns in either direction, then we know by focusing on that process of buying good companies at good prices, and we've talked about it before, we know then the returns will come. Right, right. That's how it is. I mean, we, could, we could spend all our days de- trying to de- predict what the market's going to do this year for 2020. And, I just don't think it's a worthwhile effort. Oh, shoot. You kind of, there's your prediction right there. Come on. Sorry. I like it. I blew it. You blew it. All right. We're moving on to Spencer. But okay, so let's take a look at, that's 2019. Great year. Boom. Clients made some good money. Uh, But now we look at 2020. And here's the headline that I'm seeing. We've gone too far, too fast, my friends. It can't keep going higher. That's. The kind of the news of the day. That's the consensus view, yep. I think, for a lot of people. I mean, we, you and I were talking about this just a few minutes ago, that almost every conversation I have with our customers, I hear something like, well, you know, there's going to be a correction. You know, there's going to be a correction in 2020 or, you know, it's coming soon. Yep. And uh, They could be right. And I, you know, my response is, yep, there probably will be. In fact, I would expect it. I would expect a 10 to 15% correction. In fact, that's the average, a 10 or 15% correction every year. Yeah. Every year. I don't know if people realize that, but that's it happens yeah. every single year on, on, for the most part. And you just got to expect it. And, and, and you got to say, okay, that will happen. And I'm not going to panic yeah. when it happens. Because it, it, the, the key to all of it, you can't time it. You just can't time any of those things. And that's why our process is so important. I have no idea when Donald Trump is going to pick up his phone and tweet something. I have no idea when, you know, something's going to happen in the world. But what we do know is that we can find the best companies operating, you know, in America and and choose to invest in them at the right prices and then ride that wave as they continue to grow and do better. To your point. We're coming off of what happened just this week. Iran missiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we bombed an Iranian leader in Iraq. I, I had a good friend who invests. He's a younger kid 
who invests his own money, messaged me that night and said, what should I do? Should I do anything in my portfolio? And I just said, we're staying the course. I mean, you yeah. can't get in and out of the market with every news headline. But the, but the headlines were, were War three starting. And all they did, the Iranians, was unfortunately, it looks like, according to the headlines today, shot down a passenger you, plane. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. And what did the market do? Went up to <laughs> Went higher. Yeah. Completely contrary to what everyone else would think. Spencer, 2020 prediction. I think... I think the market's going to open and close. I have a prediction. <laughs> I have a prediction. Okay. B. Volatility. We're going to go up. We're going to go down. I mean, we're going to have, we're going to have up days and down days. We're going to have... It, we'll, we'll, I'm predicting we'll have a 10 or 15% correction in 2020. I mean, I don't know that, but that's generally the case that we, we typically will. Playing the probabilities, that right. 14% correction on average. Gonna, it yeah. will probably happen. Yep. Um, the question is, is it 10% from here? Is it 20% from here? Is it down 5% from here? Nobody knows. Well, we don't what's know gonna when it's going to happen. Gonna yeah. no, nobody knows. knows. No, no. What, what my prediction is, it'll be volatile. We'll get a new uh, a presidential election. And so either Trump will stay in office, someone else will win. And, uh, and I think the economy will continue to do well in 2020. I don't, I don't see any data telling me right now that a recession is going to occur in 2020. We've got really low interest rates, a dovish Fed, an economy running with incredibly low unemployment. There's no signs that are pointing to a recession. And so I'm saying the economy will continue to do good. And usually the stock market, not usually, the stock market follows profits. And as long as the economy and the businesses we own continue to have good profits, the company's stock will continue to do well. I hope you're both right on the volatility front. Because I would love to trade more options. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that last four or five months of the year. Pretty quiet. Ah, end, yeah. It was really quiet on my yeah. end as far as options goes. Now, last thing I want to address today, and that's because we've been getting it a lot from clients, and that is going back to something we just talked about, Brian. The market's gone up so far, so fast. We were looking at a particular holding that we have that had a decent size allocation in our portfolios. It was up over 100% last year. Mm-hmm. So what do we do in those situations? And, you know, do we just write it out? Or how do we approach that kind of scenario? Yep, that's that's a great question. And uh, in that particular case, you know, we've, we've talked about it. We've discussed it. Uh, when a when a stock runs up that much over a short period of time, but you know one year period, it's been really strong in the fourth quarter. Really strong in the fourth quarter. Um, we revisit where we think that value is at. You know, is the value is it out of line? And if it is, then we'll take opportunities to trim that position into to a, an allocation that we're comfortable with. But again, we come. It comes back down to the fundamentals of the business. Is this a business that we want to own and be in, and for the next three, five, and ten years? In this particular case, it is. We still feel very good about this business. Obviously, a lot of inv- other investors do as well, uh, and uh, we think the valuation is still pretty reasonable. <laughs> we looked at it today and we say, well, yeah, it is up 100 percent, but you know, it's it's uh, it's a, it is a reasonable valuation, and there's a there's a good case that it's you know that. It, the value is still very fairly attractive, um, 
But, you know, after 100% run, it's just crazy when you think about that. You know, thousands or hundreds of analysts or dozens of analysts are looking at this particular business. And they were so wrong a year ago. <laughs> so wrong. They left it for dead. <laughs> they left, yeah. So wrong. It's crazy. So, so what you're saying is, and this could be for any stock, right? When we have an allocation, say, I'm just throwing this out. Here's an example of 8% of our portfolio. And it does really well. And now it's 16% of our portfolio and fair value to maybe a little bit above fair value. Then it's worth taking profits off the table to rebalance that back. Well, I would say when you say take profits, I'd say, you know, we don't mean sell the whole stock. Now, it no. could be. It could be if we, if we feel like yeah. the stock is so out of line or maybe the business is not, you know, is not measuring where we think it should be. But um, what we, when we say take profits, we mean trimming that position or that stock or that company back to an overall portfolio position allocation that's we're comfortable with. Back down to that 8% or right. maybe a little bit above, you but, know, we but wouldn't taking be comfortable, off 4 right. to 6% of that. We wouldn't be comfortable at, say, 20%, yep. but yep. we are comfortable at 8% allocation. Yep, exactly. Right. That's how we're approaching our portfolios right now, which if we have something else to buy with the cash that we free up, great. If not, we hold that for when that correction does come. Right. That's how we're approaching it. Yep. You know, we'll be patient, and we know that <laughs> given time and patience that we'll have volatility and, we'll, and the opportunities will come. And and making sure we stick to our process. Right, we just yep. stay to the process. Absolutely. So, you know what I hope? And then Spencer, love final thoughts from you as well. I hope the market again in 2020 flips the bird to the pessimists and we go up another 30%. That would make me happy. However, can't predict anything. We'll stay true to our process. Spencer. What, what bird is that? Um, is that an English? I'll, I'll English, talk to you offline about that. Is that an English wren? Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, volatility is the price investors pay for returns. Uh, I think it's important to keep that in mind in 2020. Volatility is not a loss of capital. It's volatility, and it's the price that we all pay for returns. Happy 2019 and happy 2020. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> Until next week. Bye.